church and setting things in this place because it belongs to him. And uh, I just want to start out, if you have your, your Bible, turn to 1 Timothy 4.12. Says, let no one despise you for your youth. Let set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. And we all know that scripture, and we all are way too familiar with the let no one despise your youth, your, your freshness, your newness. But what we wanted to focus on this morning was but set the believers an example. And uh I know we all know this other story too, but um, I want to talk to you this morning about what God is doing in the church and how it's, it's even bigger than this morning. It's bigger than what we're presenting to you this morning. But um, if you would turn to Numbers 13 with me, we all know this story. Turn to Numbers 13. And we're just, I want to read you this story and I want you to, to just put yourself in this place as we read this story and it's powerful We've heard it many, many times, but it's a powerful story, and I want us all to put ourselves in this place. And before I say that, let me say this. In Leviticus 25, 38, it says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to give you the promised land. Okay? So just keep that in your mind. The Lord promised us something. He promised us something. And he brought you out of something. When Tyler this morning was talking about the very, the very, at the end of the day, the basis of sin is that you don't believe God. Do we believe the promises of God for our life? Do you believe that he brought you out of something? So we're, in, we're, we're with Moses. We're all with Moses now. Just picture it with me as I read through this. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, send me to spy out the land of Canaan. Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, everyone a chief among them. Other versions say captain, head, ruler of those people. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of the men who were heads of the people of Israel, and these were their names. And it, it talks about the 12 tribes, okay? So we're going to skip down. I'm going to, they, they basically, they spy out the land for 40 days and they bring back a report. Okay, let's jump to verse 27. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like freaking out a little bit right now. So you're going to have to bear with me. Verse 27. We'll start at 25. So they come back after 40 days. At the end of the 40 days, they returned from spying out the land, and they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people in Israel, the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. So you have a people. You have these 12 spies. They were in the land for 40 days. Moses told him to go up on a hill, scope it out, bring back the fruit, the type of fruit of the land, because they wanted to know what type of land it was. So these spies, they all come back and bring a report that it's flowing with milk and honey, and here's fruit. Here's evidence of what type of land it is. 
However, the people who dwell in the land are strong and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the, de- the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of, of Negeb. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. <laughs> so you, you have these 12 spies that he sent into the place that God, they already knew God gave them. They already knew it. If we put ourselves there, we already knew there's 12 spies. They're coming back. They're standing here giving us a report. We already knew that God gave us this territory. We all know that. And they come back and they talk about the milk and the honey and they bring back evidence of the fruit. However, however, the spies say, there's giants there. There are giants that are dwelling in this place. And they bring back this report. And, and I, I want you to know that when, when, when I read this, it doesn't really do it justice. But you, if you put yourself in that place, you have captains of, of, of the people of Israel, headship, rulers, captains who were sent forth to observe forward of the people on their behalf and bring back a report. Captains. <laughs> and so they're murmuring over what God has given them. They are complaining, they're murmuring, they're fearful about the very place that God gave them. Verse 30, but Caleb, Caleb, one of the captains, quieted the people before Moses. Now, think about Leviticus 25, 38, when he says, I am the Lord your God that brought you out of a place to give you a place. I believe Caleb probably had this in his mind when everybody's murmuring and complaining and they bring back this report to a whole nation of people and they're just probably freaking out. 86% of them, 84% of them are probably freaking out. And Caleb's like, whoa, hold on. God promised the Lord our God said, I brought you out to give you something. If you're going to quiet a whole congregation of people, I imagine you got to be pretty fired up. If you guys were all talking, and I didn't have a microphone, and you're all complaining, and it's like, hey, let's not forget, the Lord our God said, I brought you out to give you a place. Come on, he himself was there. He saw the same thing that every other captain did. But Caleb and Joshua, two of the twelve, 16%. They represented 16% of that nation of people of Israel as captains. They represented 16%. And I want you guys to know that that example that he talks about in 1 Timothy 4.12, God is setting an example in this, in this place today. And it's, it, and it's, a, it's a 16% representation. The fullness of the love of God. 16 represents the fullness of the love of God. And you have a man so full of faith in the face of giants. Things that the other 84% were saying, these things are going to consume us. 
Kate, when, when you have 84% saying these things are going to consume us, you have a Caleb who says, but they will be like bread to my family. And so, that video is killing me because you got, you got four kids, four youth, princes and princesses looking at that in the face of all that. Maybe even in the face of what the 84% will put on them. <laughs> Man, I don't... I don't so we have today is a special day because we have in our midst people that represent that spirit of Caleb and Joshua for a generation that is called to, to, to obtain that same mindset and walk it out. We have all these youth in here, and it's you guys that are going to set that example, that are going to have that mindset, that it's going to be fresh in your minds, that the Lord said, I am the Lord your God. You're going to be that intimate with Him that you will hear Him saying that in your ear constantly to put you in a position that when he sends you out when he sends you out and you come back your perspective is such that nothing is going to consume me but the love of God and in fact the giants who who dwell in the place that God gave me the things that are that are living there is going to be like bread for my life how powerful is that to have a youth that can set that example, that I'm going to go into the place that God gave me. He brought you out. I'm going to go to the place that He gave me, and I'm going to scope it out. And when I see what I see there, it's going to be like bread for my life. And to, to have that witness with their friends, that there is nothing you can't conquer because, well, let me just... Let me just... I'm just listening to the Holy Spirit because, like I said, this is, I'm about his business today. This is, he's, this is his doing today, and I don't want to get in the way. Where did I leave off? But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are able to overcome it. <laughs> if I could have... Uh, Clinton and Deanna, if you guys could stand up for me. Go ahead and take your shoes off, brother. <laughs> take your shoes off. Oh. Clinton and Deanna, Dieter, we've got their family here with us today. It's an honor to have you guys. Take your socks off. <laughs> So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have Clinton and Deanna and Dieter, we're going to have them sit on this bench over here. And as a, as a sign, as a symbol of what the Lord is doing, um, the elders of this church are gonna, going to wash their feet as a representation of coming up underneath them and supporting them in the things that God is calling them to walk out. And so if we could have, if we could have the elders come up. You clap.
So the elders are going to, it's very important, it's very important what the Lord is doing today. And as, as, the, as the elders of the church, we just want to come up underneath that and just play our position as a, as a support and as a, as a covering. And they're just going to continue to do that. But I just want to, I want you to know that the example that God is setting in our place is, is this spirit of Caleb to come alongside this Joshua generation and, and be the people that say, let us go up at once and obtain what was promised to you. That God is, is placing such people in our church that when the kids, when the youth are faced with that type of thing, that they would remember the promises of God and what he did and that he brought them out and gave them a land to go into. And so, as they wash their feet, just, just imagine it. All the murmuring, all the grumbling. And you have one of two men quiet the entire people before Moses and recall them back to the, God, the promise that God gave them. It says, Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the, the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim, and we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seem to them. Chapter 14, verse 1. Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in the wilderness? Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? Woe. Woe. God has God given us such people to pastor our youth that rather than, give, rather than be a leader that would justify unfaithfulness, they're saying, let us go up at once and take what God gave you. There's too many. There's, there's an abundance of an 84% that would be a leader that would justify the unfaithfulness to the point to where they're saying, let us, let us go back to Egypt, the place that, that, that God said, I am the Lord your God, and I have brought you out. Why would you ever want to go back? But yet we have 84% of the people represented by their captains, their headship, their leaders are justifying their unfaithfulness. But God is setting, He's setting in our place people who are saying, I'm not going to lead you. I'm not going to justify your unfaithfulness. Let's go now. Let's quiet all the grumbling. They're going to rally the youth and say, let's quiet all the nonsense and let's believe God. Let's believe God. We're not going to inhabit the land and be devoured. That's going to be bread for us. And the best... The best part, 
They said, let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. No, not, not these two. Not these two right here. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their face before all the assembly of the congregation of the people of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, said, Who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, the land which we passed through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. That's the type of leaders that God has set in this place as youth pastors. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bread to us. Their protection is removed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Then all the congregation said to stone them. Stone them with stones. But the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent meeting in front of the whole congregation. And so these people that we're, that, that we're recognizing that God is setting as youth pastors are the type of people that recognize that God is going to take you to a place and he's going to use the people that live there, the giants that, that, would, that are perceived to devour the other 84%. We have the 16% sitting right here. And the other 84% not only fall to unbelief, but they say, let's stone them with stones. In the glory of the Lord, they already know that they're defeatable because the glory of the Lord doesn't rest with them, it rests with us. And to be able to, to, be able to pastor our youth in that manner, in that manner of a calling, 16 percenters representing the full love of Christ, And this is where, verse 11, chapter 14, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, How long will this people despise me? How, how long? How long? We've got a setting of people in our uh, youth pastors, youth pastors in our church. And no longer, no longer are we going to, are we going to find it acceptable that any part of that 84% is how we operate? We're not going to justify, we're not going to any longer, and this is where it's an example for the entire congregation. How long as a people of Israel are we going to justify our unfaithfulness? And I believe that this is bigger than, than youth pastors inside this church. God is bridging something bigger into the entire community, into the state. God is, God is laying a foundation. He's setting an example. He's laying a foundation. And, and I was impressed as I was, uh, as I was praying for this service and praying for Clinton and Deanna that they, they embody that spirit of Caleb that companion that would bring such intensity in the face of unfaithfulness that they would quiet a whole congregation of unfaithful people and say, let us go up at once and take what was being given to us, to the youth, to the youth and all those things that they erased off of that board and wrote up on that board. Let us go up at once and obtain and embody and walk out those things. 
Amen. These are the type of youth pastors that are going to encourage the youth. No, that's not you. You're not the 84%. Listen, let's, let's be the type of people that we believe we're faithful in God to the end. To go into a place that you gave us no matter what it looks like. If they had came back and said, well, we couldn't find any fruit. If God gave it to you, would you still go? And so, we're going we're gonna to commission Clinton and Deanna Dieter as pastors this morning. Do you want to do it? There's a part of the story where they're walking through the wilderness and they're out of Egypt. And in Numbers 1, it talks about those that signed the census, the abled 20 years and older men. It says in the scripture towards the end of Numbers, it says that because of the grumbling and the complaining, those that are 20 and older will not be able to enter except Joshua and Caleb. When I read that scripture, <laughs> you're talking about our youth. You're talking about our 19 and younger are given the destiny and the calling to move into the promised land along with Joshua and Caleb. That's intense. That's intense. The women and the, and the babies and the elderly were allowed to go in, but God said that those that are 20 or 19 and younger have the ability to be crowned to fight the giants in the promised land. Woo. God is crazy. <laughs> Because they see the promised land, they've been through all this, and the reason why it took 40 years was because that entire generation had to die off. Obviously, you know God is perpetual. The blood of Jesus is a perpetual thing. We're not talking about literally older people. We're talking about the things that complained and the things that were in the old, the things that were ruled by taskmasters. Think about it. In Egypt... 430 years. How long have we been in America? Think, of, think about it. If you place yourself now and you think about where you've been and you're in Egypt, it's been 430 years in our generation. It's all you know. Your parents, your grandparents, your great-great-grandparents, you just know a taskmaster. Mm. You just know that that is your job, is you build castles for Pharaoh. 430 years. And then Moses comes along and says, let's come on out. Then through all that, because those people, that that's all they knew, 
kept going back and forth. I'd rather go back to Egypt. We get to the moment where Caleb and Joshua say, we're going in. And also in that time, the Lord backs them up and says that all that was there is dead. All that was behind you, it cannot go in. Moses is dead. The generations of the 430 years, all that binded us by the taskmaster is gone and not allowed to move forward except for the 19 and younger along with Caleb and Joshua. The Joshua generation is rising up. This is bigger than our youth in kingdom heirs. But a Joshua generation is being raised up to go forward into the promised land, to be crowned, to be able to fight the giants in the promised land. That we no longer serve a taskmaster, but we serve a good God in a land of milk and honey along with giants, but we've been crowned. Amen. 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 So the spirit of all that, go ahead and stand up over here. (laughs) So if we could have the age range, what's the, Hmm? what's the age range? It is going to be, gra- uh, you guys can go ahead and sit over here. It's going to be graduating fifth graders. Stand up. Graduating fifth graders. All of a sudden we got your attention. Graduating fifth graders all the way through a senior in high school. Stand up. With your family. Graduating fifth graders. All the way up through senior in high school. You guys have a call on your life that the Lord deemed necessary to say you are able to enter the, enter the promised land. Think about it. If we're standing in that moment, 430 years of what we've known, and now we've been in the wilderness... And then God comes in and says, we're going to kill off and die off all the abled body military men. And I'm going to send you into a land. And now I, as a mother, am following you. I would want Pastor Justin 